Welcome to Unfolding Words. I'm your host, Antracia. I hope you're doing well wherever you are, in your car, at work, on your workout. So this episode marks the last one in the summer series. I want to say thank you to all of those who listened and those of you who were previous listeners who just jumped in and picked up where we left off. I so appreciate you and your feedback. Today, I want to talk about this idea of how God's presence makes us distinct. And without his presence, there's nothing to mark us as different than the world. And it's a thought that I've been carrying around for a couple of weeks as I've been reading through Exodus. And it's a thought that I hope you carry with you as you go about your responsibilities and your days and your work this idea that it is God's presence that makes all of the difference. I'm going to be reading out of the book of Exodus, chapter 33, starting at verse number 12. And it says, Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. And you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, this is God, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, Do not bring us up from here, for how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? So in this section, Moses is interceding for the nation of Israel because God had just told Moses that they could travel on, but without him, because The people of Israel had just erected this golden calf and were worshiping it. And God was essentially wiping his hands of the nation of Israel. They were stiff necked. They were rebellious. And it seemed like nothing that he said through Moses was getting through to them. So this was a challenge to Moses and the nation as a whole. God told them that they could have the promised land, but he would not remain with them in a close and personal way as he had been before. If they were okay with that arrangement, it would prove that they loved God's blessings more than they loved God himself. And if they challenged God and asked and pled with him for his presence, not only his blessings, it would show that they had a genuine love and concern and a heart for God himself. And this would be the first step towards the spiritual restoration that they needed and the revival that was necessary for Israel after they had sinned. Theologian Martin Lloyd-Jones said this, To be given every other blessing is of no value if God is not with you. What is the value of Canaan? What is the value of milk and honey? What is the value of having possessions if God was not with them? They saw that the realization of the presence of God, having this fellowship and company was infinitely more important than everything else. 
So God said, my presence will go. This means that God promised to go with Moses and the people to the promised land. But even though God had just agreed to go with the people, Moses wants God to say it again. He sort of pushes God to assure him of his presence. Moses does not want to make this journey if God does not go with him. He's smart. (laughs) God has already promised he would dwell with his people. His presence is the best promise and it reassures you. Exodus chapter 29 and 45 says, I will dwell among the people of Israel and will be their God. Verse number 46, and they shall know that I am the Lord, their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord, their God. This is what God wanted to do. He wanted to be among them. He wanted to go with them. He wanted to reassure them. He wanted to deliver on his promise. So what did this promise offer? This promise that God says, my presence will go with you. This promise is one that Jesus proclaimed while he was on the earth. In Matthew 28 and 20, he said, lo, I am with you always. Now, God's presence can only be made real to us when we have the spirit of God dwelling within us, when we have the Holy Spirit. And in the same way, the Israelites grieved God. If we grieve the Holy Spirit and shut the door on the promise of his presence, then we won't have the assurance of his presence. But God wants his presence to fill our lives just like the glory filled the holy place of the tabernacle. And when this promise was given, it was given an answer to a cry and a desire that was pleasing to God. Moses prayed, show me your glory that I may know you. And those who seek to know God will know him and rejoice. And God delights to show himself. If you read the scriptures, you see see time and time again, that's what God wants is one-on-one communion with mankind. He wants to show himself. He's eager to show himself to those who want to know him. The pure in heart shall see God. That's what the scripture says. And he will pour water upon those who are thirsty. So how often do we seek God's hand for blessings instead of his face for God himself to see him face to face? Moses asked for God's favor or grace. Favor means face to face in the Hebrew. That's part of the meaning of it is to see someone face to face, to see in their face the joy, the love that they have for you. God wants for us to be in pursuit of him. He wants to be our main pursuit. So the way to get the fullness of blessings from God is not by seeking the blessing, but by seeking God. The scripture says in this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And this is not only life, but love and joy and peace. So what does this promise of God's presence bring? Think of those in high ranking offices like the president of the United States or the Queen of England. There are clear distinctions between the president of the United States, the Queen of England and every other person. So just as there are distinctions between those who are high ranking in our world, so are there distinctions 
that will come to our lives when we align ourselves and get to know God better. So God's presence affords us a number of opportunities. The first is that it gives us evidence of favor. The scripture says in Exodus 33, for how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight? I and your people, is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct? This is what Moses said. So walking in the enjoyment of God's presence implies that we live in the fullness of his grace and his favor. Being in communion with God face to face gives us proof of God's favor for us because we see it on his face. So favor displays one's fondness or compassion for another. That's the definition. And another thing that God's presence does is it gives us an assurance of rest. Exodus 33 and 14 says, and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Rest for every step of the way and for every circumstance of life. The New Testament says, come unto me and I will give you rest. Abide with me and your rest will abide. God's presence gives us rest. It's like when a child is with their parent, they know that they don't have to worry about a thing. They don't have to think about a thing. When they go somewhere, they don't have to worry about pulling money out or how things are going to get taken care of. They can rest in the presence of their parent. And that's the same way we are with God. When God is with us continually, we can rest knowing that he's taking care of things on our behalf. So we have this assurance of rest this assurance of rest from the power of sin over our lives, because once we surrender our lives to God and are in his presence, sin cannot reign in our lives. So sin cannot have control over us. We have this assurance from the fear of man, from the cares of the world and from the anxieties of everything that faces us. God's presence also gives us the gift of distinction Scripture says, for how will it be known that I have found favor in your sight? I and your people, is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct? It's God's presence with them, with Israel, that separated them from the land of Egypt and from slavery. It was God's presence with Abraham that separated him from the land that he came from, the Ur of the Chaldees, that separated him from his kindred, from his father's house, from everything that he knew. It's that holy anointed oil, the symbol of the presence of the Holy Ghost that separated Aaron and his sons for the service of God. The presence of God with us through the Holy Spirit will separate us from sinful thoughts, from this life of bondage down here from the world, from the dominion of Satan, and from all that he tries to put on us. God's presence separates us. And if we don't come out and be separate from the unclean, then how can we walk with God? How can two walk together except they agree? So when Moses makes this intercession for the nation of Israel, there's some lessons that we can learn from this. So those who are called of God, just as Moses was, to be ambassadors for him among people have to have this spirit of meekness like Moses had, and to have a heart for God's presence. So in Moses' prayer, there are 
some requests that we should seek to emulate. We should seek that the guidance of God would be given to us. God said to Moses, my presence will go with you. All of those in the Old Testament who had a close walk with God felt the need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Moses asked this favor for two reasons, that he would know God and that he would find grace or favor. And that's what we should seek after. Think about when Ruth followed Boaz in the field. She found all that she had need of because she was in the presence of the one who could supply it. The same with God for us. Moses also prayed that the presence of God might be known. Moses said, if your presence doesn't go, I'm not going. But God reminded him of his promise. My presence shall go. It was in the strength of God's promise that Moses wanted to walk in because he knew that God's presence offered security in fellowship and in rest. And God's presence also offered protection and victory. So one thing about Moses is that he was bold in drawing near to God. And he based the boldness on the grace that God had already shown him in the past. This was the ground that he used to draw near to God. When we look at Moses's life, we can see that he had almost an obsession with God. He had this great longing for God's presence. And it can be attributed to the time he spent up in the mountain, Mount Sinai, in God's presence. So when he came back down, he still had this longing for God's presence. He knew the importance of God's presence. When you read this section of scripture, you'll see that there's this theme of knowing God. And the ver- the word is used repeatedly in these verses. And we know that God knew Israel from these verses and Moses But most importantly, Moses wanted to know God. Moses's hunger for God, for more of God, for more of an experience with God was a mark of true revival. Whatever Moses had experienced with God, he now wanted more of. John Trapp said, the more a man knows of God, the more desirous he is to know him. Bottom line, we should desire nothing if God is not with us in it. So I pray you were encouraged by this. I pray that you will look and examine your own life to see whether your life is marked by the presence of God and whether you truly have this desire to know God himself. So that's it for this summer season. Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with me this summer. Grad school starts for me this week. So who knows when I'll be back, but I will make an announcement on social media. In the meantime, there are archives that you can go back and listen to. You can do my Bible studies, Dustin Divinity, which is a study of Genesis chapters 1 through 11, and Harvest of Kindness, which is a study of Ruth. And there are links in the show notes for those Bible studies and teachings on my podcast. So I would love it if you've listened to those in the meantime. I pray that you're well, that you stay well, stay safe, and most importantly, stay in the presence of God. So I'll see you soon. Until then, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.